Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Kansas at Missouri. This is Saturday college basketball. Marco, who do you like and why? Well, RJ, I like Missouri in this game, and sometimes things are pretty simple. Well, this is old school handicapping is is, is well, in its simplest. If there's form. anyone that's able to speak on the old school, well, we've got them. Let's let's set the stage, and you know sometimes you can really overthink a play, but here it is. The stage is set. You got number two Kansas coming into play rival Missouri. Final day of the regular season. It's senior day. Missouri's 17-1 at home. Small home underdog in this game. Their only loss earlier in the year to Georgetown, and Georgetown was playing super ball at the beginning of the year. Kansas has shown some chinks in the armor on the road. They only won by four at Colorado. They got upset at Kansas State. So, and Missouri gets to play spoiler. As I said, their rivals, the, the border war, so to speak. They, a win today by Missouri and a Texas win later in the day gives Texas the Big 12 championship instead of Kansas. So a lot on the line. Well, all right, so the flip side of that is Kansas is ultra-motivated. Absolutely. So you think you got too motivated. Where's Missouri at when it comes to the NCAAs? They're, they're middle of the pack. They win this game. They're definitely... They're, I say they're in now, but this would solidify it. So they can't be 100% sure they're in. So not only do they want to play spoiler, they want to solidify their NCAA yeah. tournament bid. The, I'm pretty much, I would go, they're in. I, they're, they're in. Okay. But still, I, 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 I see motivation on both sides. Let's talk about the line. Uh, the line's out, right? We're taping Friday. We're taping Friday. And yeah. it came out two and a half? Came out two and a half. I projected the line at one and a half, and it came so out So Kansas, two. one and a half, and it's actually Kansas, two and a half. Two and a half. So let's talk about this. You've got two types of plays. You've got traps. You've got value plays. This is a value play. This is a value play, but I think that when we talked last week about when you look at when the line moves, if, it, if it's different than what I projected it, I look at right, how so the, the teams are be, playing just to be clear, it's not when the line moves, it's when the line is different, different than, than, you than my line. I look at it and say, does that make sense? Can I understand it? And if you look, you know, Kansas is number two in the country, Missouri's lost. Exactly. So that's the point I'm making is some might say, wait, you thought it was one and a half Kansas, it comes out two and a half Kansas. Wow, that doesn't feel like a trap. Well, it's not a trap. You're saying that there's a public misperception, a marketplace misperception, and it's actually even more extreme than you thought, which means you like this game more now. Absolutely. The only negative that I will give to the Missouri, and this is something that uh, we didn't talk about on our video, but I did talk last week on a radio show that I did because there was a lot of so talk. Was this a radio show you did in your basement that had no one listening? No, or was this, the, a real radio the, show? this is a national show, Chris Townsend show. At the, you can hear me Wednesday and Friday nights on Chris Townsend at 1040 Vegas time. But uh, he's being... Is he's Chris from, Townsend paying for that plug? Uh, well, you know, I'll try. We'll see what I can do on that, you know. <laughs> but this situation is, we talked about the BYU-San Diego State game. That was a big game last week. And the one thing I pointed out to him was, the only thing I didn't like about San Diego State was the early start time. The, you know, it takes away some of the, the frenzied crowd for a Saturday. This is a noon game for Missouri. So, you know, how 
you know, jacked up the crowd. If this game was later in the day or a night game, you'd have a wilder crowd. That's the only negative I can give to the Missouri side. But other than that, to me, I like Missouri. Senior day, be highly motivated, end your season on a high note, they go into the Big 12 conference championship tournament. It has all the characteristics of a value play. One, you're fading one of the marquee teams in the country. Two, you're getting the home team, and we all know that that when we've talked about this this year a good bit, is home teams are underrated Mm. seemingly, especially against superior opposition. So it feels right to me, and you're really situation. Really, this is about the most pure value play I've ever heard from you. You're not talking any situation. You're just saying both teams are motivated in the lines off. Wow, it's like, uh, like I said. It's sometimes it's better not to overthink things. All right, give us your official projection. I've got Missouri winning this game, eighty-three seventy-eight. Let's go with Missouri home dog on Saturday. All right, this is what everyone's waiting for. Now, right. How how did we do in the last well, videos? You didn't make you didn't give a blessing. You were right. neutral the whole way. So how did you do? I went one and two. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so uh, it, the data the data is is starting to pile up. Pile up. Well listen, I'm gonna put a smile on your face. Oh. I'm agreeing on this. Oh my god. Okay. RJ's blessing. What what am I I'm like what am I like you have to nine keep, and two or something? You have something? to keep your own stats. It's <laughs> because, high. Because it's, you, it's crazy. you twist them around and uh, they they come out that you're a god. No, no, <laughs> j- just I just know I know what horses to back. Let's just call it like that. All right, it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comment section with Marco and me. And next up, we're talking another Saturday game. We're, ooh, Georgetown at Cincinnati. We'll be right back. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. Georgetown at Cincinnati, Saturday college basketball. Who do you like and why? Well, RJ, I like Georgetown in this game, and we're going to talk about revenge as the big motivator. And you've heard me talk about in the Big East particularly, and it's a conference that I follow very closely because of Pitt being in it. The Big East to me is so competitive that when you get the upper portion of the teams, it's so hard to beat the same team twice in the, in the same year. And that's the premise of this play. And if you remember last week, and I don't remember if you blessed it or not, but when we did Georgetown-Syracuse, it was the exact same principle. Georgetown had went to Syracuse, beat them there. I took Syracuse. I actually didn't because that was last Saturday when I taped by myself. Yeah. So you couldn't have gave your blessing. And you went one and two over that? But, and I won that. Yeah, I won one You won two. that one. Yeah, I won that one. So that concept worked last week, and we're going to go to the well again. Worst offensive performance by, for the season by Georgetown in that meeting against Cincinnati. They shot 12 of 48 from the field, only scored 46 points. Okay, so here's the question always. When you have a second matchup and you have a team that played poorly in the first matchup, there's two ways to look at it. One, they're going to redeem themselves, in this case, Georgetown. Or two, there's something schematically. There's something about the players. I mean, just think about it. In poker... And, and when you used to play, you know, pick up basketball in high school or whatever, certain guys guard you better. It's just matchups that are inevitably more difficult than others. How, what makes you, assuming that each handicap is valid, what makes you feel like it's going to be a redemption from Georgetown rather than the fact that Cincinnati looks so good or, or the Cincinnati matched up so well? It, 
you know, whether it's a matchup thing, what you look at, and it's hard to say because if you're, unless you're watching every single game and every play and just say that, you know, that this team just defenses them so well, what we look at is over the course of the season, what teams shoot against them. And that was just above and below both teams' normals. Georgetown doesn't shoot that bad, and Cincinnati just doesn't hold teams to that bad of a shooting percentage. So I think we're going to have more come back to the norm here. I think there's value with Georgetown. Georgetown was a very good commodity first half of the season. They were highly ranked, top 10 team, playing very well. The luster's fallen off them because they have lost some games down the stretch. They don't want to go into the Big East tournament losing four of their last five games. I think they're going to bring it because you're going to see with most of the, a lot of the plays I have this week, I'm going to talk about senior day, the final home game, and the, the extra motivation. But here's a situation where I am going to ignore that, but I have a reason, and that reason was that first meeting was so you know out of the ordinary. All right, so you're saying at this point you consider Georgetown to be undervalued? At this point, yes, because of the way they've played the last several games. All right, so back to that now. There's always a reason people overreact is they played poorly in the last several games. Is there something about those games that make you think that it's deceiving how poorly they played? Or is it just, yeah, they have played poorly, but people have overreacted to the fact that they've played poorly? I think that... You know, one, definitely they're overreacting to the scores. They played a lot of the elite teams down the stretch in the Big East. And let's face it, I, you know, I don't want to beat it to death, but the Big East, I believe, far and away, the best conference in basketball. So but, if that's true, how, so you're saying the fact that these teams are, are tallying losses is just inevitable. It, it is, and the other point of it is, not only is the Big East deep and a good conference, it is one of the more physical conferences. They, they play hard defense, physical defense, and I think a lot of times that takes its you know, wear and tear on the course of the season, and you get a team that maybe played several games, you know, four games in you know, a 10-day period, and you know, some big physical games, Georgetown, teams like at Pitt, where they okay, muscle so, but let's, we're not talking. We're not talking generally. We're talking specifically. What is it about Georgetown that if somehow, some way they were beat up or uh, they were tired, why is it that they're not tired all of a sudden? If that, was, if that hindered their performance just in the last game, why wouldn't it hinder them, hinder them now? Well, it's the final game of the season. After this, they don't play till they go to the Big East tournament, which will be next Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. They'll play because they get a bye in the first round. But usually the Saturday, Wednesday is the, the schedule anyway. Schedule anyways, last game, just with the motivation, I just feel that there's going to be more of an emphasis for Georgetown to get off this losing streak, to get into the tournament. So really, this is a motivation play for you? Absolutely. How would you characterize Cincinnati's motivation? Well, Cincinnati's down the stretch, honestly, they are playing their best, you know, they're peaking at the right time going into the the Big East tournament. So they might have feel, you know, a sense of self-fulfillment right now and feel confident about themselves, which can work to their advantage too. Uh, I can, I can, you're, you're getting ready for I got to give my prediction I, I, before give you know, your prediction before Judge Judy speaks and gives her ruling. <laughs> Wapner, baby. <laughs> um, 
the line on this game, I projected it two and a half. It's come out three. So right, you know, pretty much on the money, a little bit more towards the Cincinnati side, which can be expected off of that first meeting, you know, beating them as bad as they did. I'm going to go with Georgetown. Pull the upset 64-60. Take Georgetown plus the points. All right. This is rare. I'm going the other way on this one. The other way. I like the home team against the more. This feels like almost the same. It's weird because you look at the can. We did the Kansas video, and for those that haven't checked that out, you mm-hmm. can at pregame.tv. You can get all of our videos. But it feels like it's the same game. But you're taking the opposite side but, in the Kansas. There's game. one cool. That's what I want to. Yeah, say. there's one big difference. <laughs> you know, Cincinnati went into Georgetown and beat Georgetown there. Which Kansas all that can won. do. All that can do is motivate you. Like that loss could only motivate you. It can't. It's not magical. You don't win because you lost the last game. So if any, you're saying Georgetown is going to be motivated. Well, Kansas is playing for the Big Twelve title. They're going to be. Mo- you got a motivated road team against a motivated home team, and. For somehow you think there's value on the road team. The only thing that could be... Go ahead. It, see, you're comparing it to this game, and yeah. I'm comparing this one to last week's Syracuse at Georgetown. It's the, it, it's the identical game there where I took the road team. Exact same setup verbatim. If I, you watched last week's tape, go back. We're saying all the same stuff. I, 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 I smell a bet. If I, you're going the other way, we got to, you know, you, you just don't, you can't just randomly say I disagree with you and not put your money where your well, mouth first is. First off, I'm the CEO, so I can't. <laughs> but I won't. But I won't. So, a nickel? Yeah, a nickel. Now, now, let me ask you this. I, I feel pretty strongly that the public's going to bet Georgetown here. So, it feels like I should be able to get to uh, lay two and a half. <laughs> He's always trying to get the best of it. You know, I think you're wrong, but I want you to give me the extra no, I'm half just saying, point. where do you think this line's going? I put, I put the line at two and a half. So let's bet at that now. You know what? I'll do it because I have confidence in my, Perfect. in my plays. Plus, I've got a pocket full of cash to pay you back if I want. Remember on The Sopranos when there was uh, like $6,000 and the, the, the politician said, oh, maybe we should just cover it. Mm-hmm. And Tony said... That's why you're a politician and not a businessman. Maximum value. <laughs> All right, minus two and a half for a nickel. There we go. $500 bet. It's your turn to continue the conversation in the comment section. And please, don't tell me how stupid I am for Buck and Marco. I get it. And we're going to be back with another Saturday game. The best bet. Marco's best bet. What's your record on that? Five and one for the season. On basketball. On best bets, yes, sir. Marquette at Seton Hall. Marquette at Seton Hall. This is Marco's best bet. Who do you like and why? Well, RJ, I'm going with Marquette, and I'm going to lead, and I can't help but do it. We did the videos on Tuesday. We did a game for Thursday, and I said, the hunter becomes the hunted. And now, and it came true, Seton Hall beat uh, St. John's on Thursday. Now, Seton Hall's the hunted. They went from the hunter to the hunted because they pulled off the upset. They got a target on their backs, and really, that game made their season on Thursday night for several reasons. All right, so one thing it sounds like we're looking at a letdown. Absolutely, big time. So explain why. Well, first of all, Seton Hall was not one of your premier teams in the Big East. So it's not often that they're one of the marquee games that get on ESPN. They were on ESPN Thursday night. You know, primetime game, 
St. John's came in the absolute darling of the Big East right now. They had a six-game winning streak, beat all the powerhouses. Everybody's talking Steve Lavin, you know, what a great job he's done at St. John's, which he's had. But to beat them in that game was huge for Seton Hall. It made their season. St. John's, I thought that was a great spot for a letdown because, you know, they kind of made their bones, so to speak, with the upsets they had. It solidified their NCAA, you know, position for the big dance. They got their first round bye and all that in the Big East tournament. It was a great situational handicap, and with what the line was, I thought it was kind of trappy. And yesterday, if you, and it was really funny, and it makes me smile now whenever it happens, but if you looked in the forums yesterday, there were a minimum of three different threads about the St. John's Seton Hall game, about it being, is this a trap or not, and everything else. And if you, the discussion just kept going all day long. Steve Beave was a guy that started, you know, the thread. And, you know, shout out to Steve Beave. Guy's not, you know, we've got a lot of great posters at, you know, pregame.com and go to pregame forums. But Steve Beave's been there for a long time. If you're not reading his stuff, especially his Pac-10 yeah, He's got stuff, another, another level of analysis. He takes it to that next level for sure. And he's a guy, what was funny, that's not the Steve Beave uh, love fest here, but he's a guy that will admit that he's kind of square. You know, he'll say because he's such a numbers guy, and if you go strictly on numbers, a lot of time it's going to land you on the square side. But he thought it was trappy, you know, with the oh, There you go. There so, you go. But that's all part right, so of the so big win, all right. And now you're saying no motivation now, not no to build upon now. it, but to take a page out of your book. All right. All those people that didn't think it was a trap game yesterday and went ahead and bet St. John's, what are they feeling today? They just got their money run over by Seton Hall. They're not going to jump in front of Seton Hall because. Seton Hall's dropping in class. They just beat St. John's. Now they're playing a Marquette team that, you know, is middle of the pack. So their money's going to, they're going to jump the fence and bet uh, Seton Hall tomorrow. All right, so you're, because of the letdown, you're expecting an underperformance on Seton Hall's side. How about Marquette? Motivated here? Is there a situational advantage? Marquette just closing out the season. They've got momentum right now. They've won three of their last four games. Another win here would put them back on a good roll heading into the tournament because Marquette is one of those middle-of-the-rung teams that was a shoe-in for the, the big dance a month ago, but because they had some losses in there, they've fallen in the rankings. So this end-of-season run by Marquette was needed, and I think they're just going to close out the momentum. Or is it, hey, we know we're in the tournament, the, we know we're in the big tournament, the Big East tournament's coming up, maybe we don't take this one so seriously. No, I don't, I, I don't see that with, with this team. I, I, I see them finishing out on, on a good note and because they just played um, two weeks ago and they really didn't manhandle Seton Hall up there. They were minus eight and a half and one by nine. So it was, it was right around the number. You know, they didn't put them away till late. So they're going to take Seton Hall seriously, especially since what they just saw, what they did to St. John's. All right. So give us your projection. Well, um, the projected line that I had was Marquette minus one. And in my notes, and you can verify that, I said I wouldn't be surprised if actually Seton Hall come out minus one. Well, the opening number come out, and it's pick. So right, you know, there we go. So is this a value play or is this a trap play? 
Now, this this is a situational play to Which me. Which means there's value. There, there's value. You're saying that the power rankings say this game should be picked, but I think there's something in the situation that makes those power rankings off. Absolutely. It, because the John Q. Public, as I like to refer to him, like I said, is going to look with their eyes, and they're going to say, if Seton Hall can beat St. John's as a small underdog, they're definitely going to beat Marquette in a pick-the-winner situation. I got Marquette 76 to 70, and that is my best bet of the week. Okay, wow. And you're 5 and 1 on your best bets in basketball. Yes, 13 and 7 in football. 13 and 7, let me add that up. 13 and 7, 5 and 1. That would be 18 and 8. 18 and 8. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go neutral on this one. It feels a little thin to me. And maybe, and that's the thing, I always call it the race to two and a half. How do you get to two and a half points of value? You've made one case to me, Seton Hall is going to be a little bit down, or maybe more than a little bit down. I usually like to at least have a, a, a two-faceted handicap. And again, sometimes I don't fully understand how down Seton Hall is going to be. Clearly, you think it's going to be significant. So I'm going to go neutral. I'm not bucking you on your best bet, though. I, you should feel good about that. Oh, uh, there you go. You want to give some money away? All right. Hit it. All right. As we do every week on my Best Bet segment, we give a coupon away. This is good for $10. And since this is the final weekend of the regular season, the coupon is final. All one word, obviously, the number 10. And you'll get $10 off. Enter that in the uh, checkout in the coupon code section. And you'll get $10 off. And, of course, if the price is only $10, it's free. It's free. RJ doesn't eat. Wow. Well, you know that's not true. (laughs) It's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with Marco and me. And next up, we're breaking down Sunday's biggest college basketball game. One of the biggest college basketball games on Sunday. Be right back. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Kentucky at Tennessee, Sunday college basketball. Marco, who do you like and why? Well, RJ, I like Tennessee, and this is simple. Some people like to call it road and home dichotomy. I like to call it Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It's easier to say. Kentucky, 15-0 and at home. They're only 6-8 and on the road. Tennessee, this is a huge game for Tennessee. They play with revenge, but they need a signature win and a deep run in the SEC tournament to get into the big dance. Their stock's really fallen. You know, they were a top so 25 if, if team. if the season ended right now, they wouldn't be in. I don't think they would be in. They need this. They, you know, they do have a couple, you know, their signature win right now on their resume was that they went to Pitt and they upset the Pitt Panthers. One of the better wins of the year. One, it was their best win of the year. Uh, they did. Well, I, I mean, say one of the better wins of the year across the entire country. Absolutely. So if they can get, you know, Kentucky, even though Kentucky's not as strong on the road, the fact that they can get a, a win against Kentucky and then maybe get a couple wins in the SEC conference, you know, tournament. Right, so Tennessee max motivation. Kentucky's coming off back-to-back big games at home. They played Florida and Vanderbilt in their last two games. Florida's the first-place team. Vanderbilt was the second-place team. They overtook them with that win. So they're coming off two big games of their own. So a little bit of a letdown for them off of the two wins. They're in the big dance. Really, this game's not going to have any bearing on where they're at. All right, so here's what I'm hearing. Tennessee motivated. Kentucky, maybe not as much. Kentucky 
has a home road dichotomy, and thus the public, though, probably one of the things we've talked about this year and even now the second time this week in these videos is the public doesn't always consider that home road as much and doesn't give proper. They think Kentucky. They don't think a, a, a team that's six and eight or eight and six. Six and eight on the road. They don't think of a team under 500 on the road, and that is offering us value. Okay, so that's three. We always talk about the race to two and a half points of value. You've just given me three good reasons. And the last one, you gave me one. <laughs> and now you've given me three. I like it. Anything else? It's Tennessee, final home game, senior day. So like we talked about in the, uh, one of our earlier videos, Kansas and Missouri, max motivation, you know, crowd-wise. It's like Cincinnati. You know, <laughs> yes, but we had, we had a different revenge motive in that game. But this is a nationally televised game on Sunday, primetime game on CBS. So, All right, so let's talk about that. That's one of your concepts. You've got a home game. Now you've got a home game on TV, more frenzy. You've got a home game on TV on a weekend, which brings out even more of the crowd. Absolutely. All right, so maximum home court. So everything's there. Um, it's been a little bit of a disappointing season, well, really a, a big disappointing season for Tennessee because they were a top 25 team you know, at the beginning of the that, season. But that's what makes college basketball different than college football is literally if Tennessee w wins out, they're going to win the national title. Absolutely. So there's always hope. So this would be the highlight of a disappointing season for them if they can knock off. Because whether Kentucky, Kentucky's one of those teams in basketball. It doesn't matter if the team's up or down at the time. It's Kentucky. So it would be a signature win for Tennessee. All right. What's your projected line? All right. This one, we, because they're playing on Sunday, we don't actually have the line. I'm projecting it. Kentucky come out a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And you like Tennessee getting any points? Tennessee getting any points. And actually, even if Tennessee, if this would really surprise me and Tennessee come out minus one, I would actually so like it. So Tennessee them. minus one or better? Yeah. All right. Minus one or getting points? Absolutely. Or pick them? Yes, sir. You've covered all the bases there. Well, we want to make sure. I am the advocate of the people. Are you the Ralph Nader of the sports world? No, though he did Harvard Law School graduate, Ralph Nader. <laughs> Smart guy. Okay. Though I didn't agree. I like the fact that, uh, well, we won't. That will be another podcast. <laughs> we don't get into the too much politics here. I'm going to agree with you. And for the same reason I disagreed with you on the Cincinnati pick, I'm going to agree with you on this one. So you should feel my – I've agreed with two of your four picks. Guys, I will sleep much better tonight knowing that RJ has agreed with me on a couple of the plays. Listen, after you eat that third plate of pasta, you're sleeping well no matter what. <laughs> All right. Oh, did you give an official projection? Tennessee, 76-71. They win it to close out their season at home. So when you put the sausage, let's take a minute, we got a minute. When you put the sausage in the pot, in the marinara, mm -hmm. do you get the links and cut them up, or do you get the ground sausage? No, I get the links. I put the links in whole, because you want, you want it. You know, really? Yeah. You do, you, you, you pan fry them just a little Wait, bit. Wait, the first the thing that our producers ever said was, yeah. I think he's looking for some airtime. Wait, you know what we can do? Put it on this camera, Dustin. That's, we're going to have you do the fade-out. You ready? <laughs> All right, do the fade-out, Dustin. Say thanks for watching. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have the, you don't have the mic. You don't have, okay, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the fade-out. We're done for this week. Be back next week, and uh, talk to you then. This is Dustin. Oh.